From the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I'm Ramsey personality George Campbell, joined by the one and only Rachel Cruz. And we are here for you, America, taking your calls at 888-825-5225. It is Smart Money Happy Hour, Ramsey Show edition, so we're going to try to have fun if the booth folk will let us. We'll see how it goes. If we're allowed. Renee kicks us off in Charlotte, North Carolina. Renee, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. How can we help? Um, I just first want to say that you both are brilliant educators, so I'm so glad that I can ask you my question. Oh, um, thank you. So I, um, I have a PhD. I tried the professorship world um, and have left and now am consulting. This is my first full year in consulting, and it looks like I'm going to bring in after taxes about 100000 so I'm pretty excited about awesome. that. Awesome. Good for you. Thank you. Um, my boyfriend and I have been together for four years. He finished a master's last year, and we're talking about getting married. Um, but I do not have good feelings about taking on his debt, and I was hoping that we could talk about that a little bit. Yeah. yeah. How, uh, much, how much debt does he have? He um, took out student loans for his master's program. He has $36,000, um, Part of it is that I thought he was taking out a $10,000 loan. Did he tell you that? He did. Uh, yeah. So is this more about the fact that he lied to you or the debt amount um, itself? The debt amount itself really scares me. Um, I... Um, took out a very small loan um, to get through my PhD. I paid it off the minute I had enough money to. I lived way below my means. Um, so you have no debt right now? I have zero debt. Way to go. What's his feeling on debt in general, General Renee? Does he does he want to live debt-free as well, but he just took out these loans, so it's like, I got to pay them back, or is he kind of apathetic about it? Um, he he does. He, um, I, I've introduced him to your work. Um, he doesn't really love debt. Um, we've talked about gazelle intensity, which um, was kind of a sticking point for him a little bit. And then it also kind of seems like, well, you're bringing in so much money. We don't have to do that. Um, his mm. income right now is about 55. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So for me, Renee, what I would look for um, because George and I both are married and <laughs> I can tell you, you know, we're not, I'm not looking for perfection. And when you get married to another human being, they're going to be bringing flaws with them into the marriage as do I bring in flaws to the marriage, you know, vice versa. So we know going into this type of relationship that we're not going to, we're not going to be perfect. Right. So we're not looking for perfection here, but we are looking for similar, uh, a similar mindset, similar value system in which we make decisions. And you can put that on any category of life, but this is, you know, we talk about money the most on this show. So it, this is through the lens of money. So I would want to make sure that the value system at which we make decisions as a family going forward is similar. If it's not, it's just going to cause a lot of tension and a lot of conflict. So it, it is an easier path when you say, hey, we see this together. So for him, if he's like, yeah, I don't want to live with debt either. I do want to live below my means. I want to be wise with my money. Uh, but I did take out $36,000 in debt. To me, I'm like, okay, I can reconcile those two things because going forward, I know that we're going to be on similar paths. We're going to be on a similar path. 
Um, but I am I am accepting this imperfect person into my life, including his imperfect money situation and including you, Renee, right? Your imperfect your imperfections as well going in. So um, I don't know if that makes sense, but for me, it's more about moving forward and saying, hey, are, are we on the same page moving forward? And if we are, I, I accept all of you. And that includes maybe the mistakes that you made when it came to getting out of debt, but I'm choosing to stand before God and our family and our friends and choose to commit my life to you. And that means every part of you. And that includes even for me, the 36,000 that we'll work towards. Mm-hmm. hang off mm-hmm. so that's that's my perspective but yeah. i don't know I, George. I think the summary of that is the red flag is not that he has debt the red flag is that he doesn't care to pay this off and so that's the part i would really dig into with him because um, mm-hmm. if the tables were turned and you had thirty six thousand and he had no debt you would hope that he would still go all right cool well, we'll tack this when we're married and it'll be fine and so mm-hmm. that's the mentality to have because long term, having a partner and having that spouse is the the second greatest wealth building tool that exists outside of your income. We talk about it is an exponential wealth builder. When two people come together with two incomes like you guys have, you're going to build wealth so fast and you're going to knock out this debt so fast. Making 155, let's say he doesn't he doesn't get a raise by the time you're married. You can knock out 36 grand making 155 really quickly. Way yeah. less than a year. And so I'm not concerned about that. I'm more concerned about what does the next 30 years look yeah, like for your right. marriage. And re- remember this too, Renee, um, in the relationship, there's always going to be a nerd and a free spirit. And there will always be a level of tension with that. George in his marriage is the nerd. Yes, Whitney's I'm a the free fuddy spirit. duddy. I'm the free spirit in my marriage. Winston, my husband, is the nerd. So there will all, we will always combat the idea that we're not putting more in investments and we're spending in Winston's head, you know, maybe some crazy number on a fall break trip with the kids. But for me, I'm like, but that's what I that's what I love too. So like, you know, there, there will always be a level of one that wants to be more hardcore and one that's gonna be the saver and be the budgeter. And it's probably gonna be you, Renee. I mean, honestly, like that 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 will probably be your tendency. Oh, yep. Yeah. And he may just be more of the free spirit. And that's okay too. But again, as long as you guys can make decisions as a couple through the same lens. That I think just um, allows a marriage to thrive better than when you're trying to make decisions out of two different lenses through everything in life and trying to be these two different people. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's his knowledge with the Ramsey plan and the Ramsey way? Um, I guess you know the last couple of weeks have been his first first um, foray into it. Um, he's, he's he's seen the books on my bookshelf. But he's not. Touched is he yet. a reader, or does he prefer to watch things? Um, he's a reader. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to send you a copy of Breaking Free from Broke. I think that's going to put a pep in his step to go. Oh my gosh, this debt is disgusting me. I want to get out now. And another step that you guys should take for premarital counseling is going through Financial Peace University. So I'm going to gift you both of those things, my book as well as FPU, if you tell me he's going to go through it. Because I think sometimes it just takes a little bit of knowledge and kind of dipping your foot in the water to go, oh, I get what she's talking about now. And Dave will turn from a cuss word in the house to a, an exciting plan that you guys can go on together. Yeah, I, th- I think he would like that. He likes things explained to him clearly. Well, I make That's it right. fun as well. So hang on the line, yeah. Renee. We're going to send you a copy of Breaking Free from Broke and FPU. Watch all nine lessons with him. Have him read the book. Go through it together. And I think that will, you know, squelch some of the fears that you have. 
But this and is congratulations. Yes, it's exciting. This is consider this an early wedding gift. I hope it all works out. And call us back when you're debt free. And this is just a memory. More of your calls coming up. Triple eight eight two five five two two five. This is the Ramsey Show. Hey, listen up. When we invest, most of us have no idea where our money is going. But the reality is your investments could be funding social and cultural causes that you would never choose to support. With Timothy Plan, you can avoid putting your hard-earned money into things you don't approve of and invest in companies that line up with your values. With Timothy Plan's pro-life, pro-family filter, you can invest with moral responsibility while going after competitive returns. So while it's still true that you can't serve God and money, you can make your money serve your values. Contact your financial advisor today to see if Timothy Plan is right for you. Visit timothyplan.com for more information. Investing includes risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objective, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at timothyplan.com. Read carefully before investing. Mutual funds distributed by Timothy Partners, LTD, and ETFs distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LSC. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Rachel Cruz. We get a lot of questions about taxes, and we get it. Taxes can be very confusing. And to help you get a better handle on it, let's unpack a question from one of our listeners. And this is a common one. What is the difference between a tax deduction and a tax credit? Rachel, I recently asked people on the streets of Nashville about this on Broadway yeah. if they knew the difference, and it was it was hilarious. Oh. Like, well, like, credit is like... That's money you uh, owe, like that's a debt. And I was like, no, okay, buddy, buddy. Okay, let me, let's break it down. Here's the spark notes for you guys. A tax credit cuts your tax bill dollar for dollar. So if you owe $1,000 in taxes, a $500 credit will slash your bill down to 500. A tax deduction, on the other hand, lowers your tax bill by lowering your taxable income. So you would subtract the deduction from your income and that less taxable income means less taxes owed. So deductions reduce how much of your income is taxed. Credits reduce the actual tax bill on the back end. So that's how I like to think about it. Deductions on the front end, Mm -hmm. and the IRS says, you didn't actually make that much thanks to this deduction. And the credit is an actual discount off the total bill. So hope that helps. And if you're confident about filing on your own, go check out Ramsey Smart Tax at RamseySolutions.com slash tax. That's no-nonsense tax software, low upfront pricing, no hidden fees, and it might be time to switch from uh, Furbo wax, as I like to call it, Rachel. Okay. <laughs> we'll throw them under the bus. And uh, a lot of people have been messaging me saying, I've used it for the first time or this is my third year. And it was a breeze to use Ramsey Smart Tax. Yeah, it's great. It's awesome. And if your situation's a little more complex, you can always check out our tax pro that we trust to help you out, who's Ramsey Trusted. Just go to RamseySolutions.com slash tax. Dante's up next in Detroit. Dante, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hello. Hey. hey, what's happening? Uh, it's going all right. Uh, Lay it out for us. What's your question you today? Okay? <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, just a little bit nervous. But anyways, uh, I know you're doing great. So it's got, just us, Dante. <laughs> so I got ninety thousand dollars total in uh, in debt. Most of it's student loans. Um, I have seventeen thousand dollars left on my car. And then about ten thousand dollars in credit card debt. And the rest of student loans, that's what makes up the ninety? Yep. Okay. Cool. And what's your question? Um, well I 
you know, I'm only 25 years old and I got almost a $400 a month car payment and I only make uh, 32000 a year working at Sam's Club right now. <laughs> mm. Are you so, working full-time? You know, yeah, I am full-time. Yeah. What was your degree in? Uh, criminal justice. Okay. Are you not pursuing that or fielding that? Like, a, well, what, do you want to be a police officer or what? Um. Well, I just have a few more classes and I'm done. Okay. So I you're still in school. A little, a little, yeah. But I took some math classes at the end just to challenge myself, and, well, it didn't go very well. Mm. And then kind of had to drop those, and then I still have a few more to finish. But I'm considering police. I have applied to police uh, departments. But I'm also um, almost uh, a real, licensed real estate agent. You are licensed? Uh, almost. I have, to, I have to take the test in Michigan, and then I'd be a real estate agent. Okay. Um, Which path are you leaning toward? Uh, well, more so the real estate. Um, but I'd like to also like, like, uh, if I did pursue a career in criminal justice, whether it's police or, I would like to have another income, which could be real estate. As okay. Well, as well. Gotcha. Gotcha. But obviously, I'd like to get the debt, <laughs> yeah, thing, you yeah. know, out of the way. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dante, how have you? Kelly Blue booked your car by chance. Do you know how much you could sell it for? Yeah, well, it's about eleven thousand. Okay, so quite a bit of negative in there. Yeah, so you're underwater. Is that six. private party value? Uh, or is that dealership I, like uh, trade in value? Because those, it's a big difference. Yeah, I think private party was maybe. 15, 15 on the high side. Okay. Um, okay. Do you have anything in savings? Uh, I did, but you know, kind of don't don't anymore. Okay. You spend it on bills. Yep. Are you living yeah. on your own? Uh, yeah, I moved out in September. I just my rent isn't really bad, um, so it's good. But okay, is it a one bedroom? Uh, it's actually a two bedroom. I have a roommate. Oh, you do have a roommate. Okay. I was going to suggest yeah. that to see. Basically, what we're trying to figure out here, Dante, is how much margin can we create by spending less and making more? And right now, you just need more income. You've got a, yeah. you've got a big hole of that 90000 in debt. And so one angle we're looking at is sell the car, free up that payment. You would obviously need a much cheaper car to be driving around for now. Um, the other side is we need to get your income up ASAP. And so as soon as you're done with school, you might need to get a different job, a second job, a better job in order to start to really make headway on this debt. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Dante, I feel like for you, you know, you're, um, it, it feels a little bit just like scattered, right? I just feel like you have a lot of things going on. You have all this debt. You're stressed about it. You, um, you're worried about your income and also, yeah. um, and again, your career path. I'm like, there's just a lot of things happening. So for you, what I would do is I think that the money stress really is playing a part in this kind of like fog mentality, right? Of having to make a decision. And so I think there's just something to be said about, I mean, you are just full on, you're working, you know, five nights a week, you're working weekends. I mean, like you go crazy just to, just to allow some momentum to catch up with you to be able to start knocking this stuff out because out of this, even these credit cards, I mean, $10,000 in credit card debt, how many credit cards is that? Four or five? 
yeah, at least. And honestly, a few of those, uh, they're my mom's. And I'll, although I like, I don't even use the cards, but they show up on my credit report. What do you mean they're your mom's? Oh, uh, uh, like she put like to build credit when I was younger. She had added me on there. Um, oh wow, yeah. On the account, so it shows up my name on the account, even though I don't actually use the card. Okay, so I would talk to her and ask for your name to be removed. And yeah. what I want for you to feel, Dante, is just this like drastic change in your life. It's almost just like you're kind of going along and you're trying to manage, you know, everything that's going on. And and I get it. There's a lot of you know a lot of avenues here and a lot of things happening in your life. And it's almost this, like we call it shock the monkey. There's like almost this like burst of energy that you need. That's going to radically shift some things. And you have to feel this level of complete change. And by complete change, call your mom, have that conversation, cut up the credit cards, you know, tell Sam's club, Hey, I'm working every night this week. Contra contact Uber or Lyft and say, I'm going to drive. Uh, I'm going to drive every Saturday and maybe I'll sleep on Sundays or maybe I'll pick up more shifts there. I mean, like, like it's this idea that it's a complete different mindset, complete different habits than what you've been living in. Because, you know, it is true. When you continue to do the same thing over and over again, you're going to get the same result. And so what you have to do is completely shift the way you've been thinking. And Dante, honestly, I think part of that is is getting rid of this car. I mean, you have a $17,000 loan making $32,000. I mean, that's more than half of your annual income. It's too much car. So I mean, my very first yeah. goal would be to save a couple thousand dollars, buy a car, get rid of this one. And if you have to take out a small loan, do it. But I would rather you free up that $400 car payment and have a thousand dollar, two thousand dollar debt for the difference than seventeen thousand dollars in a car. You know what I mean? Like, but it's these radical changes mm -hmm. that you haven't done yeah. yet, and, yeah. and and it's going to take this level of change to get a completely different result. And you can do it because Dante, your situation, you're not. It's not hopeless. We talk to people every yeah. single day with the same situation, yeah. and the number one quality that we find with people that go from where you are to actually becoming debt-free and winning with money and investing in the future and doing all of this as they believe they can. And so you have to have this belief that I'm gonna wake up tomorrow morning and I'm gonna be a different Dante in how I handle money. So stay on the line and Christian's gonna pick up and I'm gonna give you George's book, Breaking Free From Broke. I'm giving away your, your books, George. So kind. And Total Money Makeover, which is just kind of the playbook of the baby steps. But I really want you to start learning this stuff and doing it. You have to actually do this, Dante, and we believe you can. You we can't really wander. You can. You, can, you can easily wander into debt, Dante, but you can't wander out. You got to get some mojo here and do something about it. But we believe in you, man. Hang on the line. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make health care more affordable. Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by best-selling author Rachel Cruz, and we're taking your calls at 888-825-5225. You call in, and we'll help you take the right next step with your money and your life. Mike is in D.C. up next. Mike, how are you doing today? 
Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks. How are you? Doing well. How can we help? All right. So um, around uh, August last year, um, I finally decided to accept the fact that I found myself about, uh, well, I'll just tell you $11,660 in credit card debt. Um, So I decided to put myself on a budget and start paying it off. Good. Um, I've made about I've made about five thousand four hundred and eighty six dollars in payments toward that debt. Which just about, about was that exact? Wow. That mm-hmm. was that was <laughs> yeah that was exact. And Good. Then it leaves me with exactly six thousand one hundred and seventy three dollars in um, in remaining debt to pay. Is that um, all of your debt? As I'm, yes. Okay. So and as I'm paying this off, I, I want to get more aggressive with it, but. You know, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm really a little um, worried about pulling money um, away from a, re- a recurring retirement and savings contributions to do it. I just wonder sort of what's your perspective on should I uh, stop, you know, paying my 401k to get that debt paid down as aggressively as possible or should I just continue on? How old are you, Mike? I'm 32. Okay. What are you contributing right now to retirement? Um, I contribute about $300 a month towards it. What percentage of your income is that? Um, so I make, uh, 81,000 a year. Um, so I guess, I don't know, back of the napkin math, I'd say that's probably like, uh, 6%. You're saying 300 bucks a month? Uh, 300 bucks a pay period, so 600 bucks a month. Oh, okay. Okay. 600 bucks a month. Well, I'll tell you this much, that's not going to give you a great retirement anyways. And so our plan is to pause contributions to retirement so that when you get back to investing, you're investing 15% consistently without fail for the next decade or two until you get your house paid off and then you can invest even more. And so that's the the purpose of us telling people to pause the 401k is twofold. Number one, it actually frees up the 600 bucks a month that can now go toward the credit card, right? Right. And number two, it lights a fire under your butt to get out of debt faster because you desperately want to get back to investing, don't you? Yes. And the problem right now is you're a little bit comfortable. Like, yeah, you want to get out of debt, but you also want to invest and, you know, nothing's on fire. And I like the the fire that is created when you pause the investing. It tells your own body, this is serious. We need to get out of this debt ASAP because I want to build wealth and stop paying for the past. What is the debt of the interest rate on these credit cards? Uh, well, um, I actually was able to consolidate um, my debt into a 0% card. Um, so I had um, some high interest debt that I've already paid off. Um, and the debt that remains is um, one, singles, uh, one single amount on a 0% card. And that 0% goes until March, next year. Okay. So how quickly can you pay off if you pause investing, you got the extra 600 bucks back, you got six grand left on the credit card, you're making 81. How quickly can you pay this off if you do all of that? Uh, probably seven to eight months. Let's call it six months. Okay. How would you like to be debt-free in six months? Do you have any money in savings? Uh, yes, I do. Um, I've, got about, I've got three grand in a brokerage. 70 in retirement and uh, 1500 in my emergency fund. Okay. So you got 4500 in liquid cash right now. Yep. Well, you could you could lower this 
I mean, more than half today, if you wanted to. If you wanted to keep a $1,000 emergency fund and then throw the brokerage account and $500 that's in your emergency fund at this debt, then you're down to, you know, 2600 bucks. Yeah. And okay. if you pause investing, now you have an extra 600 This thing's done in like two or three months, it's dude. It's done like really soon. And then just build your emergency fund back up for a few months and throw some cash in there to get that back up. And then I would, yeah. By the end of the year, you'll be investing 15%. Yeah. You'll have almost tripled okay. your investing. Do you see the excitement that we have as to why this plan works? Yes, I do. And I think I just needed to hear somebody tell me it was okay because, you know, I'm, I'm just very wary of, of liquidating that extra cash, but I, I totally see what you're saying. Yeah, and Mike, and the, and the reality is too, you know, people kind of are like, oh, a $1,000 emergency fund. These Ramsey people are crazy. But here's the truth. If a, if a larger emergency fund or a larger emergency comes up, usually you don't have to pay for that like today. Usually you can say, okay, I have two to three weeks. I got to come up with some cash with my emergency fund and figure out how to pay this. You know, you'll pause the debt snowball and figure it out. But the problem is, is that people try to do kind of what you're doing, Mike, six different things at once, or they try to go and build up this big emergency fund before they get out of debt. And they never even get to getting out of debt because they spend so much time with just the savings portion uh, to feel comfortable. And there's really never a number that you're like, okay, now I feel good that I can go pay off debt. It's kind of this idea immediately when you become, when you become debt free, your what we say your largest wealth building tool, it's your income. It all comes back to you. And and it's an amazing thing when you say, okay, all these credit cards are gone. There's no bank in my life left. And now I get to decide what to do with my income. And you're able that much faster than to build up an emergency fund to three to six months of expenses, was, which is what we want you to do. We don't want you to stay at $1,000 forever. But for you, Mike, you're only going to stay there for like two months, month and a half, right? I mean, like it'll be so fast um, that you're going to be fine. Okay. All is- right. So uh, I think I, I think I know what I need to do. Booyah. Another one bites the dust, Rachel. We did it. <laughs> Mike's on the path. All right. Let's see if we can help Jordan out in Boise up next. Jordan, what's happening? Uh, hi. Um, so my wife and I, we've been married about six months, and we're just now starting baby step one. We're working towards getting a, $1,000 in the savings account. Awesome. Um, and we, we just feel really overwhelmed. So we had to move to Boise for my job. Um, and the housing market is awful here. Um, and we only have about $6,000 in student loans left. Um, and then probably at about another 4,000 because of uh, a medical emergency that happened um, with the ER. Okay. So you got 10 K in debt, 10 K in debt. Right. So I, I separated those cause we're not getting interest on the, on the hospital. It's just a payment plan. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, just this idea of, you know, once we get to that point, by the time we get to, you know, 20% down on a minimum of a $400,000 house, which is not a, like, that's the lowest I've ever seen it in Boise. I just, it just seems impossible to buy a house. Well, you're not going to buy a house now, Jordan. You guys are broke. You don't even have a thousand dollars in savings. No. Yeah. So exactly. it, it's going to be a few years. We... Yeah. So it's not a 20% down payment. That's a suggested amount. You can go down to five for a first time home buyer. So 5%. Um, and by the time you guys do all of this, how much do you guys make a year? Uh, together we make about 66,000 before taxes. Okay. So yeah, by the time you guys pay off $10,000 of debt and get a fully funded emergency fund of three to six months of expenses, it's going to be, I mean, 18, 24, 
three years, you know, till that happens. And honestly, Jordan, it's going to be a whole new world. We got an election year. Who knows what interest rates are going to do? Like, we don't know what's going to be going on. Um, but we would mm-hmm. still stick with that at least 5% down idea. And I just don't believe that the lowest house you can find is a $400,000 house in Boise. I don't believe that. Well, you know why? Because I live in Nashville and it's the hottest market right now. And my husband, him, I mean, he just went and, and you know, we, we were doing the investment real estate right now. And he got like a great two hundred thousand dollar house. It's a yeah. two bedroom, one bath. They're flipping it in a in a, a place outside of Nashville. So I just I, I just don't believe the four hundred thousand dollar. I get well, that I, housing I is expensive. I it, Rachel. I'm literally okay. on Realtor.com right now. There's what, what at got, least thirty houses that are beautiful, three bedroom, single family okay. homes under four hundred. All right, Jordan. Let's. So you, you can you, do this, you man. You sound a little like us when we get dramatic just sometimes. Focus on one thing at a time. It's never gonna happen. It's gonna get, happen, Jordan. Get your income up, and you'll get. Calm there. down. You've been married six months. You guys just, you guys just be patient. And in three years, it's a whole new world. And hopefully, there'll still be these wonderful houses in Boise that I'm looking at right now on Georgia's computer. It's not in the Constitution that newlyweds have to own a home. So I hope that frees you, Jordan. Thanks for the call. This is the Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Rachel Cruz. If you're enjoying the show, please consider subscribing, leaving a review wherever you're listening, hitting the follow button, and sharing it with a friend. Just hit the little share button wherever you're listening and send it to someone who might need to hear this. We want to spread this message to as many people as possible, and you guys are the best marketing tool we have out there. So thank you so much to all of our faithful listeners. Aaron is up next on the line in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Aaron, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Sure. How can Rachel and I help? All right. So a little background. I'm 26. I'm currently on baby step three. Um, I'll be on baby step two when I marry some student loan debt. (laughs) Wonderful. Um, She sounds (laughs) lovely. She sounds wonderful. She is. She is. (laughs) Um, So my question is car related. So I have three cars, um, two of which are with me currently, and one's at my parents' house. Um, And the one at my parents' house is a classic car that my dad and I restored um, about a decade ago, and it took us four years to do. Oh, wow. Um, And I'm wondering if I should sell it or keep it, um, because it's probably worth around $50,000. It would probably put me ahead financially about one and a half to two years. but emotionally, that would be somewhat difficult. So yeah, for sure. Wisdom on that. Uh, how much debt does she have? Uh, it'll be about forty-three thousand. Forty-three thousand dollars. Okay. And how much do you guys make a year? How much will you make total together once you're married? Um, I'm guessing one thirty. And you're thinking it would take you a year and a half to pay off the forty-three with both of your incomes? Um, well, I mean, getting, you know, if I had 50,000 in cash, um, I think that would save us, you know, put us a year and a half to two ahead. When will you get married? Uh, it'll be October. Okay. Okay. And how much does she make out of the 130? Um, I mean, she's in school right now. Um, she'll be graduating this year. I'm guessing she's going to make around, uh, 50 to 60. Okay. But she'll graduate in May and then get a job. Right. Okay. Um, well, she'll have four months as you guys are planning a wedding um, to to be working towards this. You know, I mean, 
And you have time, too, as well, to just yeah. stack up as much cash as you can. So what's as soon the as you get married, you could knock a lot of this out. Yeah, what's the other car worth? Or what's the other car? You said I have two cars at home. One is the classic yep. car with your dad. What's the other one that you have? Yeah, so I have a daily driver. It's worth about 4000 maybe. Okay. And then a sports car worth about 10000 Which one do you enjoy more, the daily driver or the sports car? Uh, the sports car. I'd probably but sell I one. I would sell one of those. Oh, you what? I can't drive the sports car in winter, so there's kind of a. Oh, I gotcha. Uh, Honestly, Aaron, I'd sell that one. Sell the ten thousand uh, once you guys get married, and then I mean, with and then with her, you know, working some of this, maybe you guys get it down to twenty five thousand, and then I would keep the classic car and then just pay off the twenty five thousand because you guys make great money. I mean, you're you're to the point that you guys could do this quickly. Right. So that's what I would do. The classic car, I don't know why, it kind of tugged at my heartstrings, George. I know, it's a it's father, just like, son, I don't know. four years. Yeah, it's a big deal. And we, what we tell people, Aaron, for just so you understand why you're not special here. We're not giving you a pass just because we're you're tugging at the heartstrings. <laughs> we tell people, <laughs> if you can't get out of the debt within two years, it's probably wise to make a more drastic sacrifice to sell mm-hmm. the car. So if you said, hey, it's going to take us six years, yeah. and this could speed it up by a few years, and I go, dude, sell the car. Yeah. But in your situation... You guys are going to knock this out within the first year of your marriage. Between the money you have in the bank, between her income coming into the picture, you will knock this out faster than you think. Right. So I wouldn't be too concerned about it. And then worst case, like Rachel said, if you're really done sacrificing, just sell the sports car. You can yeah, get another 10,000 sports car later on. Doesn't sound yeah. that special. Right. You love cars, yeah. obviously. Well, I, I imagine for you, everything is sentimental. <laughs> Somewhat, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I would do, Aaron. I would sell the sports car before the $50,000. And you guys, how how old are you guys? I'm 26 and she is 24. Yeah, so even the year and a half idea that you're going to be ahead a year and a half financially um, is true. But if it's to depart with something that you love so much... And the fact that you guys are going to be okay, you're fine financially. Like, you you, you guys are going to do this. You're going to pay it off. You have the time. You have the runway. So there's no, there's not an urgent rush. I mean, if you were having to retire and you had to put some money in retirement and you still had a mortgage and you had debt, I mean, like there, you know, there are situations I would say sell this car. It's just not one for me personally. And I don't want you to resent her every time you look at her. When you're the reason. Oh my gosh. Those student loans are the reason I lost and that his classic dad, car. His dad will probably be like, "What? Yeah, this oh woman boy. came in with all that student loan debt." Well, you know what to do, Aaron. You got this, man. Congratulations. Ryan is up next in Dallas. How's it going, Ryan? Ryan, are you with us? Yep, sorry. Thought we lost you. How can we help? (laughs) Uh, Quick question. So I have a 401k loan. um, And I was shaking your heads already. But I'm working on SMH. No, we're good. You're okay. Right. Right. But um, I'm I'm cranking through stuff. um, And so my question was, obviously, my 401k loan is through my employer. So it comes out of my paycheck automatically. Um, With the debt snowball uh, method, how am I supposed to make extra payments to that? Would it be a good idea to move that to a personal loan? One, to get the money back on the 401k earning. And then two, be able to make more frequent payments on a personal loan as I get more occasional extra income. Um, or should I just leave it be? Well, you can you can pay back that 401k loan as quickly as you'd like. Uh, right. It was more of the administrative having to go through multiple steps every time to make a payment. So do I need to like, just save up a chunk and then 
you know, go through the paperwork to add an additional payment. Right on. now, is there a monthly uh, payment that's due? Uh, it comes automatically. So I get paid uh, twice a month, and it automatically comes out of my paycheck and yeah. goes to that. So How much is the 401k on, loan for? Uh, it's right now at $25,000. Okay. And what do you make? Uh, 125 Good news. Okay. And this is your only debt? Uh, no, I have one other. It's 25000 A lot of it was related to home uh, updates and needs. What um, kind of de- loan is that? Uh, personal loan. Okay. Well, no, I would not move this to a personal loan. I think we've done enough moving around of debts, and I would just tackle mm-hmm. this one with intensity. And okay. you have equal debts, and so you know, in the debt snowball, these would fall into a very similar spot. So right. you can attack the one with the lower, int- uh, the higher interest rate if that makes your heart happy, since they're the same balance. Uh, which one has yeah. the higher payment per month? Um, the the higher payment is actually the four hundred one k. Okay, it's, I'm paying like I think seven hundred a month. I'd probably attack that, that one because number one, I can tell you're you're itching to get that money back in the four hundred one k, and I wouldn't be All as right. concerned with the administrative steps needed to pay down okay. that down. But yeah. I would throw as much as you can every single paycheck, every single month towards the debt. I wouldn't just wait and try to save up cash. Are to you do married, it. Ryan? Do you have kids? Yes. Yes. Okay. So you have a family. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I would do anything and everything. Just can you sell stuff? I, do you have money that you can liquidate? That's non-retirement. Uh, yeah, a little bit, not much. I mean, I've been pretty, on a pretty good track here being able to pay it off. I try not to overextend myself too much. Well, um, what do you have in non-retirement assets? Um, non-retirement assets, just uh, I've got emergency funds set up. I started just adding everything to, to that debt to pay it, start paying it down. Um, but I didn't know if there would be a better way to, to do that um, well, administratively. Um, going into a different kind of debt really solves nothing. And so that's the problem is you think you did something when you move it to the personal loan. You kind of take that breath of relief. But really, you are not any closer to safety. Yeah, and so, it's just paperwork well, that you have to deal with. But... Right. I'm trying to make not make it not so burdensome on the employer to have to handle that. I may just change the the deduction now that you say that. To you can just increase the deduction rate. each paycheck. Yeah. yeah. And just, just crank it out that way and force it out of my paycheck before I even see it too. That's a great idea. Pay off I wouldn't worry about the employer too much. They're all right. They deal with worse things on a daily basis. That's right. HR team. Shout out to Good Rick job, and HR. Ryan. All right, that puts this hour of The Ramsey Show in the books. Thank you to my co-host, Rachel Cruz, the Booth Dudes. We've got Christian, Ben, Austin, Zach, Nathan, Bobby. Appreciate them holding the fort down. And you, America, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back before you know it.